Sports Central, in conversation with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and today I'm joined by Jason Dacey. He's a former host of the weekend morning show here, a TV and radio broadcaster, MC, and former media executive. Thank you so much, Jason, for joining me on Money FM. How are you? I'm great, Adrian. I'm really happy to be back with you. Uh, we work together at Money FM, and um, of course, many fond memories of uh, Singapore. And I'm I'm coming to you from my home in Brisbane, Australia. It's always great catching up with you. I know we did some work together in Mumbai as well when uh, we did some stuff for ESPN Cricket Info as well. But of course, times have dramatically changed now. You're in Australia. I'm in Singapore and we're going through a pandemic, but I want to talk a little bit about your broadcasting journey, you know, right from the Sydney Morning Herald. What actually inspired to take up, you know, broadcast journalism as a profession? Well, you know, it all started, Adrian, when I was, uh, I think I was about 10 years old. I was at school in Sydney, my hometown, and there was a writing assignment that we had to do. And I was a kid, typical Aussie kid, loved sport, loved cricket, rugby, I loved football. And the assignment was you could write about anything that you wanted to. And I decided to write a sports report. And I think it was about cricket from, uh, from memory. And uh, it just flowed. I just loved doing it. And, and I got really high marks for it. And I realized that sports and writing were two things that I loved. And this was uh, kind of the stepping stone to becoming a sports journalist. And then that led, of course, to becoming a broadcaster all those years ago. So I guess, yes, I found I had a passion for writing. I had a passion for sports. And later on, I, I developed a passion for broadcasting, being on TV and radio. And of course, there is this story that uh, you told me when I first met you about your time with the Sydney Morning Herald, and you just happened to be at the right place at the right time during a very historic event. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, when I was at school, I uh, actually got what they call a cadetship with the Sydney Morning Herald, which was uh, is Australia's oldest newspaper. I think it started in uh, 1831, something like that. So anyway, it was my dream job to get a job with the Sydney Morning Herald, my hometown paper. And actually, it was the US. I was on a holiday to the US in 1983. I'd been at the Herald for about three and a half, four years. And there was a massive sporting event called the America's Cup, and it was taking place near New York. And I just happened to take my first ever trip to America just as Australia won the America's Cup, this yachting event. It doesn't sound very important now, but at the time, it was a huge thing because Australia beat the US for the first time in 132 years. And I decided in arriving at New York City that I wanted to do a story on this because the New York Yacht Club was the, the sponsor for the, the yacht that uh, had been beaten by Australia too in this historic race. So I borrowed a blazer. I went down to the New York Yacht Club, which is a very posh, high-end club in Manhattan, wearing this blazer. I'm a baby-faced kid from Australia. I talk my way into the club and I end up writing about the night that America lost the America's Cup for the first time in 132 years. And this story was the biggest story that I'd ever done. I was 21 years old. It was on the front page. And it was just really serendipity, the fact that I was actually in New York City when this was unfolding. And I swear I did not plan it. It was just, it just happened. And as a result of that story, Adrian, 
I landed a job in television in Sydney with Channel 7. So this story on a strange yachting event called the America's Cup launched my TV career all those years ago. And I think every time you do say that story, of course you say that it might not be that relevant anymore, but you just happen to be at the right place at the right time and it almost kickstarted your broadcasting career. Now, Jason, you've worked for some of the biggest broadcasting firms out there, Sky, BBC, CNN. And of course, we all know you here from your time with ESPN Star Sports. You know, you were the co-anchor at SportsCenter, which was, you know, watching you on TV growing up as a kid, just like any other person in the subcontinent. I reckon they sort of looked up to you. And when you hosted the show with Colette, who was your inspiration, though, you know, as a broadcaster? Who did you look up to? Oh, that's a very good question. I think it was probably some of the cricket commentators that I listened to when I was a kid, because as a lot of Singaporeans would know, cricket in summer in Australia is huge. And it's just like driving in the car and you're listening to the radio and you're listening to the Boxing Day test cricket match and you're hearing commentators and they're talking about all sorts of things. They're not just talking about the cricket game. They're talking about the bus that's driving past the Melbourne cricket ground or the, the little old lady who's knitting at the front of the stand. So it was these commentators. I think Alan McGilvray was one. He was an old-time commentator. Of course, Richie Benno is very well-known. He was a, a well-known commentator as well. I think the cricket commentators were the ones that really inspired me. In fact, I don't think I've ever thought about that until you asked me this question. They were the ones that made me think, well, maybe I could become a sports broadcaster one day. And of course, you know, lots of people out there who love a sport, they even do their own commentary in the backyard as they're talking about, as they're playing, you know, when they're playing with their friends, whether it's playing football or tennis, you know, they're doing their own running commentary. And I found out I was doing that when we were playing cricket and uh, and other sports. So I guess this was what inspired me to maybe try uh, sports broadcasting eventually and i guess from doing that and possibly like sharing the studio with some of the greats like ravi shastri sunil gavaskar just to name a few of them and of course you know being so versatile as a broadcast journalist because it wasn't just cricket it wasn't just football but you have a keen interest in tennis as well you know i'm sure people will ask you jason what is the best event sporting event that you've covered and i'm sure you can think about you know a lot just off the top of your head But if you could put it down to your top two events that you've covered as a broadcast journalist, being there, what would it be? Well, I can probably give you my top one. It's the 2006 uh, FIFA World Cup in Germany. And that was an event I covered for ESPN Star Sports. And my country, Australia, qualified for the first time in 32 years. And my job was to travel around all of Germany doing stories on the World Cup. And we were driving this Volkswagen van with um, actually a Singaporean guy and a guy from Hong Kong. So we were driving around going from Hamburg to Frankfurt to, to Berlin. We were covering, you know, thousands of kilometers. And, and I think it's the, that experience of doing that and also the fact that Australia did quite well in that tournament, made it to the round of 16 and lost to a late penalty against Italy, who were the eventual champions in in 2006. So for me, that was the most magical event that I've ever covered because it was my country, Australia, even though I was covering it for Asia, the fact that I was, you know, there in the streets doing live crosses back to India or or Singapore about what was happening and the experience of being in a country like Germany that was so excited about football. We're in conversation with Jason Dacey. He's a TV and radio broadcaster, MC and former media executive. And not to forget, he used to host the weekend morning show right here on Money FM 89.3. Now, Jason, Sports Center is something which, you know, everyone still remembers the theme, 
you, Colette, you know, the host of other Steve Dawson who used to work on the show. What was it like to be the sort of face of Sports Center? It was a big thrill, Adrian. And you'll have to remember that I made a big decision in 2001 to come to Asia. I was working at CNN. I was on World Sport, which was a big show. It's still going. It's a 30-minute show. And, and I love that job based in Atlanta, Georgia. But I knew that there was something going on in Asia. So I made some inquiries and I was actually offered a job to go to Singapore and work on this show called Sports Center Asia. And, you know, it was a decision that I didn't take lightly, but I thought, yeah, why not? I mean, Asia seems to be growing. So in 2000, one, I headed out there, Des Corkill, who a lot of people in Singapore know as, as a well-known um, football commentator. He was my boss and he, he lured me out just after 9-11 in 2001. And I arrived and he said, look, we want to do this show called Sports Center Asia. And this is going to take place in this way. We want to make it really snazzy and we might want to make it fast paced. Initially, I worked on a, on a show for India called Sportsline, but the main one was Sports Center Asia and Sports Center India. So we started that in 2002. And initially, it was me as the main, as a single host. But there were a lot of other great people who got involved. And you mentioned uh, Colette Wong and, and Steve Dawson, and of course, Uday Joshi, as well as Singaporean. They were my co-hosts. And we were really surprised at how the show took off, not just in Singapore and Malaysia, but in India, Philippines, all across Asia. And we did two shows. We did one for Southeast Asia, which was Sports Center Asia. And then we did one for India called uh, Sports Center India. And initially that, was show, that show was in Hindi, but it changed to an English language show. Of course, it was a cricket centric show. The uh, Sports Center Asia was more football centric. And uh, we did these shows. And so I was working really hard. I was doing at least two shows a night. You know, I'd get in in the afternoon and, and often Colette would be there or Steve Dawson or Uday Joshi, someone like that. And we'd prepare the show and we'd do one show. And then I might pair up with an Indian anchor, you know, Poonam Sharma or, or someone like that. Arati Krishna and Srinivasan was also involved. And I would do the India show. So it was a wonderful wild ride. And of course, Des Corkill, who was the sports editor, deserves a lot of credit for making that happen. We will never forget that show anytime soon. Now, Jason, of course, you did your time as a broadcast journalist and you took a step up and you went on to become the vice president at Astro. What was that like? Well, this was through necessity, Adrian. And, and I think a lot of people out there will know about the ups and downs of career. So after the World Cup in 2006, I'd been at uh, ESPN Star for about five years and they said, you are not renewing your contract. You're too expensive. So I had to kind of think about other things to do. And, and for two years, I went to uh, ESPN's headquarters in the US and worked there on some international versions of Sports Center. But after that, I came back to Asia and I thought, what am I going to do now? Because I wanted to get back to Singapore. There weren't any opportunities in Singapore, but in Malaysia, Astro and Malaysia were building a production team. And um, CK Lee, he was my boss. He's still the head of sports in Malaysia. And he said, Jason, we want you to come and be a producer at um, Astro and, and work on football. We've got the Confederations Cup coming up and then we have the World Cup. And, and I said, okay, I can do that. And he goes, hey, Jason, we also want you to be the, the main host. So I was the, the producer and the host. And um, through this, I had to build a team from scratch. And pretty much they didn't do much production at Astro. They, they did a lot of stuff ad hoc. You know, they just do stuff here and there for, I'm talking about for sport, of course. But I came in, built a team from scratch. And I'm very proud of what we achieved at Astro. I was there for about five years and I hosted two FIFA World Cups, a lot of other tournaments like Euros and Copa America, Rugby World Cup. And I built a team that is still going strong there in Kuala Lumpur. 
But of course, I always wanted to get back to Singapore. And for the last couple of years of doing that job, C.K. Lee was, was very kind and helpful. And he said, look, you can base yourself in Singapore, but continue to commute back and forth. So for a couple of years, I was going back and forth between Singapore and KL working on, uh, on that project. But it was a wonderful chapter, Adrian. And I really had to step up and become a boss manage people, create shows. We created a 442 show. We created all these other shows like Bowler at Mama, which was a discussion show in a, in a football setting in, in a in a Mama stall in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Lots of shows, Golfing Greats in Their Own Words was another show that we did, BPL Turning Points. So yeah, going from a pure host into someone who was actually an executive producer, a leader. And I learned a lot, Adrian. I really did learn a lot. And of course, after that, you went back to the Walt Disney Company and you spent some more time there. But I think the next sort of point I want to ask you is you sort of transitioned and became a radio host when you moved to Money FM 89.3. Now, you've gone from, you know, a journalist to a broadcast journalist working on TV. You've gone and become a vice president. And now you're doing radio and you'd never done radio actually before you'd become a host of Money FM, had you? Well, I'd done bits and pieces, you know, I had done... But a full-time but a full -time host on live radio. Yeah, I mean, a full-time host at Money FM was a big step up. And I have to be really grateful to Loretta Lopez, who's uh, your boss, Adrian, who gave me the chance on weekend mornings because uh, it was pretty early on when uh, Money FM was launched. And the person who started hosting the show left quite quickly after the launch. And Loretta said, hey, do you want to give it a shot? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And I'd, I'd really always been interested in radio, done bits and pieces. But this was a, a major step up where you're doing your own production, you're working the panel, you're coming up with your own interviews. And I just completely fell in love with radio. I loved every aspect of it. It's just such a, an interesting medium. It, you can go so much in depth. And I found that I really discovered my voice as a journalist, as a broadcaster by doing radio because I was doing things that really interested me. And I was working with great professionals. There were some really good announcers at Money FM. But you know, it was like starting with a piece of clay and creating something in your own likeness. I mean, not when I say my own likeness, I mean, whether it's talking about politics or food or fashion or sports. So it was a move away from sports, Adrian. I felt that that was the right time to maybe branch out and get involved in finance. And as, as you get older, you get more interested in personal finance because you've got to think about how you're going to sustain yourself uh, as you get older and as you, as you kind of get closer to that um, you know, golden years. So I am just so grateful to Money FM for allowing me that latitude to create a really successful show on weekend mornings. And of course, you've seen me in, in more recent times when I've come back and, and helped out in a fill-in capacity, you know, earlier this year. So, and I'm continuing to contribute to Glenn Van Zeffen's weekend morning show now. He's doing such a wonderful job in uh, my place uh, and he's uh, going strong with Neil Humphreys and the rest of the team. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you actually brought in a few of us into Money FM, Glenn, myself, Manisha, you know, who are all still here and going strong. But you also started up your own production company, Cockatoo Media. And from this, you sort of provide uh, your services as a broadcast journalist to other platforms. And you also did some work with ESPN now in Mumbai, where you worked on some cricket, but you also hosted their Australian Open show. Now, what was it like doing TV again? But except you were doing it in a completely different environment. Yeah, it kind of went full circle, you know, Adrian, because you mentioned when you were a kid watching me on, you know, ESPN in India, and some of your Singaporean listeners would remember me from 
you know, ESPN star in Singapore. But uh, I guess it was a legacy that I left from all those years ago. They kind of remembered me. Hey, you're that guy that used to do Sports Center. So about four years ago, three or four years ago, they, they contacted me and said, Jason, are you interested in coming out and, and hosting some sports events for us uh, in Mumbai? And it was my old friend, Jasdeep Panu, who I'd worked with many years before. He was one of the bosses at ESPN. And yeah, suddenly I'm doing a major sports event. I'm hosting the Australian Open in 2017. And it had been about three years since I'd hosted anything. And I was like, wow, I'm a bit rusty. You know, I have to get back into this. And um, luckily I got more opportunities and I hosted four Australian Opens in a row, 2017 up to 2020. And also doing other events like the FIFA World Cup, doing cricket, of course, they're, they're big in the IPL, two seasons of IPL cricket. And, you know, little other niche events too, like going to Delhi with, and meeting a, somebody from Visit Britain talking about going to the UK when the Cricket World Cup was on. So all sorts of fun things. And this, this was a very sweet chapter for me, Adrian, because I'm going to India hosting these sports events. But at the same time, I'm doing what I love with Money FM in Singapore and uh, working with some great people. So I just feel very, very happy about this period when I look back because I'm following my passion, whether it's in India in the, working with people like yourself on big sporting events or doing something quite new at Money FM and creating, um, you know, original interviews and interesting stories like that. Late 2019, you decided to, um, you know, relocate to Australia and you sort of left your um, home here in Singapore. How has your life been for you? Because I'm sure it's settling into like, it almost feels like you're, you were back in a new country, having spent so much time out here in Singapore. How has that changed for you? You know, me coming back here was the first time in 25 years. I've been away for 25 years living in the UK, the US, Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, back in the US, back to Singapore. It's been amazing. You know, how much has the world changed since I left in 1994, coming back to Australia? Australia's changed. The media's changed. So at first I was continuing to go offshore and work, you know, whether it's in Singapore, India, Hong Kong, China, through Cockatoo Media, my Singapore-based company. But with the pandemic, I've had to really reset things and look at things in a different way. So since February, I've been working at ABC News in Brisbane as a broadcast journalist, as a digital journalist, as an editor, and got back into Aussie life. And, and my, my wife and daughter are here with me. We just love Queensland. And talking about good places to be for the pandemic, Queensland's a massive state, and we haven't seen much coronavirus here. So we've had a relatively normal life, but that has stopped me traveling to India, to Singapore. So I've had to really reassess things. And it has been challenging being back here because not many people know me here compared to, say, Singapore or India. But I found it... Uh, you know, quite fulfilling to learn things, whether it's digital media, whether it's the way you do radio out here and all that kind of thing. So overall, it's been really good. It's been about almost a year and a half now. And uh, I'm excited about 2021. Yeah. And you also worked um, a little bit with property TV as well. Now, you know, that's another thing which, you know, is completely different. You've gone from being a sports broadcaster to working at a financial station and now you're doing property. So what does the future hold for Jason Dacey now? Well, I think, Adrian, I made a bit of a reset a couple of years ago, about three years ago, when I started doing the radio with Money FM in, in early 2018. 
I realized that my love of sports was still there, but it was fading a bit. And I was interested in other things. And of course, the Money FM, you know, there's a lot of thing about personal finance, about, you know, the economy, whether it's Singapore or, or abroad. And through that, I started to get a lot more interested in real estate. So when I came back to Australia, Oriel Morrison, who was a former CNBC host in Singapore and a good friend of Money FM, she said, hey, Jason, I'm hosting uh, something on a portal called Property TV, and I've recommended you as a host for one of the shows. And I said, okay. And I thought, well, I wonder if I can do this. So this year, I've been uh, hosting a show called Property Line on Property TV, and I've done about 25 episodes of that. And learn a lot. You know, we focus on different parts of Australia, whether it's, you know, the Gold Coast, whether it's Melbourne. And we had the whole pandemic as well, talking about Melbourne. And we're talking about macro and micro elements of uh, real estate, whether it's how the economy will affect interest rates or whether it's just the median house price in, in somewhere like, um, you know, Perth. Uh, so I've learned a lot about it. And um, I think now I've broadened my skills. I've upskilled through working on stuff outside uh, sport with uh, finance and property. And I, and I feel like it's been a good, good move. And of course, there's always lots to learn and lots changing with the, the crazy year that we've had. It is definitely interesting to see what you've been up to since leaving. But Jason, we look forward to having you back here in Singapore and uh, going back to, uh, let's say, Komla Villas or Sakuntala. Uh, you know, having some great Indian food. No, but just your presence in general, because I know if it wasn't for the pandemic, of course, you'd be here and uh, you'd be working uh, with Money FM and you know, doing some ships. And um, hopefully 2021 will be a much better year and we can have you back. But always a pleasure, Jason, speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I wish you the best in your future endeavors and look forward to catching up soon. Thank you, Adrian. It's been a pleasure. And yes, you mentioned some of my favorite restaurants there. I can't wait. The one thing I miss about Singapore, well, there are several things I miss, but the biggest thing is the food, definitely the food. So I'm going to be back soon and we'll, we'll go out and uh, really have a, a massive makan.